0: This week in agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network, with a look at markets. I'm Randy Conan. Grain markets all closed lower on the week. May corn was down 17 cents. December corn down nine and three quarter cents. May soybeans were down 13 cents on the week. November soybeans down 10 cents. Chicago May wheat was end of the week 16 and three quarter cents lower, while Kansas City was down 13 and a quarter. Minneapolis May wheat finished 21 and 5 cents lower on the week. USDA's next monthly supply demand report due out on Tuesday. Grain traders are expected to pay a lot of attention to the grain stocks report. One big wild card may be how the world stockpiles look in Tuesday's report. In a survey conducted by the Wall Street Journal, world corn stocks are expected to be around 295.1 million metric tons, soybeans at 98.6 million metric tons, and wheat at 267.1 million metric tons. USDA's weekly export sales uh, for this past week. A little disappointing for the wheat and soybean numbers. Both of those included new crop cancellations. Wheat had a cancellation of new crop of 10,000 metric tons. Soybeans had a net cancellation of 48,000 metric tons. Row crop continued to trade lower going into the weekend. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzlo said ideas that corn will get planted early is also pressuring this corn market.
1: Trades really started to jump into the idea that we're going to get the primary corn belt off and rolling in a vast majority of the corn planted by April 20th. Um, I, I think the question would be why isn't new crop going down harder? And I think the answer to that is because you're left over from the grain stocks report where well, we have tight stocks, but we have stocks east of the Mississippi River and if those areas get planted, then you're probably going to see some old crop sales being made so it would not surprise me to see the trade continue to pressure the corn unless we saw wheat or bean turn around uh, with the anticipation that we're going to see a lot more cash corn coming here in about two to three weeks.
0: And the snowpack for the spring wheat really has not gotten traders' attentions at all yet. lowen and Associates Market Analyst Matt Hines is spring weather just part of the market conversation this week.
2: You know, talking about are we going to be delayed, I, I think it's probably a little early for that conversation. Um, And maybe that's what, you know, got us a little bit higher and why we're kind of backing off here as of mid-morning. Quite a bit of snow up there. Um, Of course, southeast uh, inundated with water. Um, You know, more storms coming through the southeast again this week and up into the eastern Corn Belt. Uh, Here over the plains, we still remain pretty dang dry. Um, You know, actually, we'll probably have some corn planters around south-central Kansas this week. I know locally, northeast Kansas, we do have some freezing temps again midweek, so I would think most guys are probably going to hold off until the end of the week.
0: Wild week in the cattle complex with livestock mostly lower early in the week and then bolted higher on Thursday. Midwest Market Solutions President Brian Hoops said the markets had been focusing on the cash trade.
2: We saw a little bit of cash trade yesterday during the day. We saw some hedge lifting in the futures as a result. It was a $1 or $2 higher trade. Uh, not a real surprise to the trade, but a, a pleasant surprise anyway. But last night, we saw trade come in parts of uh, Colorado and, and uh, in the North, Nebraska areas. And wow, those numbers are sharply higher. And that really rocketed the cattle futures this morning. we Just pretty much ignore the export market uh, for the cattle. We're focused on this cash trade.
0: And that cash cattle market has gained anywhere from 8 to 10 bucks over the last 10 days. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Owning livestock can
2: be a tricky business at times. The insurance team at Egg Country Farm Credit Services understands, which is why we work with ranchers every day to help mitigate risk. So whether you're looking for protection against price declines or loss of gross margin, Egg Country can help you. Livestock Revenue Protection is available for cattle, dairy, and swine. Learn more about your options by contacting your local Egg Country office.
0: World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist, Drew Lerner, is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the northern plains,
1: we do expect some showers to develop and a couple of thunderstorms. The majority of the meaningful rain, though, is going to be in southern Canada.
0: To South America, Buenos
1: Aires, La Pampa, and Cordoba, but it doesn't occur until we get into next week, leaving plenty of time for changes in the forecast.
0: Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business.
3: A look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman. President Joe Biden delivered a veto rejecting a congressional effort that would have overturned the Waters of the United States rule. In a statement, Biden said the attempt to block WOTUS would increase uncertainty and threaten agriculture's economic growth. The House and Senate used the Congressional Review Act to invalidate the controversial EPA rule. WOTUS is also being reviewed in the courts, including the U.S. Supreme Court. 18 state corn grower groups, including North Dakota Corn Growers Association and National Corn Growers, sent a letter to EPA Administrator Michael Regan urging him to continue open access to E15 during the summer months. North Dakota Corn Growers Association President Andrew Mouch says the benefits would go beyond cost savings.
2: So basically, uh, the letter that we went out with um, was really an, an urge uh, to the EPA to use its authority for, under the Clean Air Act um, to, to, to provide year-round E15. Um, you know, it's, it's one of them things that, you know, we've had it for the last four years and uh, we just want that to continue. There is uh, some mandates out there for next year, starting in 24, that are, that are kind of starting to happen, but basically they left out 23 summer driving season.
3: Mouch says with the volatile fuel market, consumers need choices at the pump. As moisture and market strength returns to the cattle business, Bagley Livestock Exchange co-owner Billy Bichelle says there are a few factors that could contribute to a slower rebuild than we might expect.
0: And the numbers in our region are also down. Of course, uh, the biggest uh, you know cause of that was the drought, but uh, we haven't really fully recovered from it. And then we're also seeing uh, some continued liquidations in the farming areas uh, where guys are, are liquidating the cows and doing more farming. And, and it has been happening all through the upper Midwest where instead of rebuilding back from the drought, um, you know, we're not going to get to the numbers that we had prior. going to be very good prices sustained for quite some time, because the buildup is not, you know, is still not happening.
3: Bushell says he expects prices to hold longer in this market cycle than we've seen in the past. With a slower rebuild, demand will help hold that strength, especially for cow-calf operators. Minnesota Farm Service Agency Executive Officer Dan Mahoney says there's been a few updates to the livestock indemnity program in the state and reminds livestock producers who are calving and may have experienced death loss due to an extreme weather event to give a 30-day notice and have documentation prepared.
1: On the inventory side of the world, you know, we look for insurance documents, um, purchase documents, inventory sheets. So there's a wide variety of different documents that a producer can utilize uh, to support the numbers that they're providing to us when they apply for for a loss. And then transitioning into just that conversation about timely applying for notices of loss. A producer is required to notify FSA under the program or file a notice of loss within 30 days from when that loss is apparent. So that's very important.
3: Farmers National Company released their regional land value report which found record land values across the country. FNC Senior Vice President of Real Estate Operations Paul Schottig says the Midwest was an anomaly and that prices didn't see a huge increase. Shodig says economic factors like input costs and interest rates will determine land values.
1: So I think that's going to moderate those increases quite a bit. There's still a very positive outlook for agriculture, and the underlying factor is going to be profitability.
3: This has been your look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network.
1: Tough weeds like water hemp and common ragweed need a layered residual approach. Here's BASF business rep. Bill Olson Putting a layered residual out there, even if you start early, uh, throw some in the tank early, whether it's putting residual in early and then following up with Outlook and Seasons, that's something they can look at. Or for sure putting a residual in the tank, because that hasn't been a common practice either. So putting something in that's going to extend that, that control out into the season is important. Remember, 0% financing is available from BASF. Always read and follow label instructions.
0: Check out the Job Opportunities in Agriculture tab on the Red River Farm Network's website. American Crystal Sugar Company is seeking an agriculturalist for the Drayton District, the North Dakota Beef Commission, the North Dakota Soybean Council, True North Equipment, and AURI also have career opportunities. Find out about these career openings and more at rrfn.com. That's the Job Opportunities in Agriculture tab on the Red River Farm Network website. Go to rrfn.com.
4: With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sear Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Temperatures across the northern plains are expected to begin to warm going into the weekend. World Weather Incorporated meteorologist Drew Lerner expects a moderate warm-up.
1: It does look like uh, the models are in a big hurry to bring up the temperatures across the region as we go into the weekend and next week. Now, it's always been my experience that when we have a significant snow field out there like we do, sometimes the models get a little too aggressive with trying to warm us up because of the uh, feedback from the snow. So I think we'll probably still uh, take a few days longer to get into the really warm weather.
4: Lerner says the areas of the Northern Plains that did not get snow will warm much faster. But
1: areas surrounding the snow field will definitely get way above average. we will probably see some 50-degree and maybe even some 60-degree temperatures in snow-free areas in South Dakota. But for the heart of the snow field, we'll be looking at temperatures Saturday in the 30s. Uh, Sunday we'll see some, uh, probably some lower 40s already, and then Monday and Tuesday of next week is when we'll start heating up a little bit better. Uh, Still being in upper uh, 30s and 40s Monday, but Tuesday mostly 40s and some 50s will begin to occur.
4: Montpelier rancher Wade Daly has been busy keeping a watchful eye on his cattle during this winter storm system. Daly says snow was the biggest problem, but mud will come later.
2: Look like probably a foot of snow, give or take it looks like. The snow seems fairly wet, so it isn't blowing like, like it has in previous blizzards. Where we're at, we're pretty flat, and we ha- have better luck calving when it's frozen cold than mud. We have the barns to get them in and drive when it's cold. The mud is trouble for everybody involved, I feel. but So, yeah, they're calves are doing good.
1: Walked through them a couple times a day and treated a couple, but nothing nothing major, which seems normal for us.
4: NDSU Extension Livestock Environmental Stewardship Specialist Miranda Meehan says while there were some parallels to last week's winter storm compared to the one in 1997, farmers and ranchers were better prepared.
2: I think there's one big difference between 97 and this year is that there was a warm period and people had animals out in pastures and the the forecast the storm wasn't forecasted as well in advance. We've been talking about this storm since Thursday. So, and a lot of people haven't started moving animals out to pastures because everything's still under snow. We've kind of been in an endless winter this year. So I think there's some differences that actually reduce the risk and potential impacts to livestock, thankfully.
4: Meehan is worried about flooding in the days following the storm.
2: So last forecast, which I'm guessing will be updated after the snow storms that we're expecting, but there's a High probability of major to moderate flooding within the Red River Valley and its tributaries in the southern Red River Valley, as well as portions of the Cirrus River. And I think the biggest challenge is not just, is not the riverine flooding, but the overland flooding that we're going to experience as well. And so the biggest thing is making sure that, that you have high ground that your livestock can be moved to in the event of flooding and being prepared to move them to that high ground.
4: USDA began their official weekly crop progress and condition report Monday afternoon. In this first report of the season, corn planting progress was at 2%, right at the five-year average, with none of the major Corn Belt states started yet. Winter wheat condition ratings are 28% good to excellent. That's the lowest initial rating since record-keeping began in 1989. The Kansas wheat crop is rated 57% poor to very poor. And that's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network.
1: Weeds, disease, markets. If you grow dry beans, weeds, you're dealing disease, with crop management pressures markets, all season long. Weeds. And while you're disease, tough enough to handle the pressure, markets, your dry beans aren't. Beans, That's disease, why there's BASF. Markets, Our dry bean crop weeds, protection solutions relieve the pressure with better control, start to finish. Contact your BASF retailer for better dry bean solutions all season long.
0: We're the Red River Farm Network, and we're reporting agriculture's business. Trust Don Wick. There is pent-up demand that will surface. Randy Conan. Nearly 150 cargo ships are waiting to load. Whitney Pittman. And that loan
3: program goals were met for a successful 2022 year.
0: And Sierra Doctor.
3: Says
4: NCBA is trying to predict what changes will be made.
0: To deliver the news that impacts your bottom line. Serving the best farmers and ranchers worldwide. It's the Red River Farm Network.